Okay, hello, we're back again with the Detour Podcast. This is Sheila, and um, thank you for listening again. We're um, moving right along with these recordings and hearing some great stories from people in their detour moments and their travel experiences. So um, thank you if you're a new listener for checking it out. Um, And if you have been listening for um, a little bit now, thank you for that as well. So today I'm talking with Tina, who is a self-described nomad at heart. Um, she wound up living in Florida um, after moving around a lot as um, or pretty frequently as a child. Um, but then she wound up living in the Philippines for a little bit, met her husband there. Um, she's done some traveling to Brazil and China, and she kind of... Um, has a super detour, several detour moments, I would say, um, that have kind of led her on a path that she didn't expect and um, a way to make money that allows her flexibility. She has a um, a very cool work-at-home job that um, allows her some flexibility to do different things, and I think that you might all like to hear about it. So uh, thanks, Tina, for being with us today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm Excited excited to talk about detouring and um, not regretting those detours. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of the um, theme of this whole podcast, at least for me. It's my intention to, um, you know, inspire people um, or, or get you to think a little bit differently about those detour moments that happen in your life. Sometimes we think that... Um, oh, this was not part of the plan, and ah, I don't know what to do, and this is not what I wanted for my life. Um, but then it winds up being super great and actually magical in your case. You fell <laughs> right. in love and everything. So we'll just um, kind of get going with um, your your story. So just kind of tell us your story wherever you want to start it. Okay. Um, so I, just a little background about me, I grew up in a small town in Kansas. It had one stoplight and that was at the exit or entrance of the town because that road, um, cars drove really fast, but everywhere else I actually, um, although I'm only in my thirties, I actually still got to ride my bike to school and I carried my home, my trumpet. I walked home with my trumpet. It was a small town. Um, special place that I never ever thought I would ever leave. I just thought I would grow up there. Um, And when I was 11, my parents decided to move just about a half hour away. And then when I was 14, we decided to move to Minnesota. And then when I was 16, we decided to move to Florida. Um, And then when I was 18, I moved to North Carolina for college. So, That was not my plan as a child, of course, and um, it really stretched me and made me grow um, and increased a desire to learn more about the world and uh, learn more about people and and learn that those detours can make you grow so much. Um, And so I went to college and a few later... about a year later, I was encouraged to try going to the Philippines. Um, I, I had went to a Bible school, and I kind of wanted to do something in ministry. And someone said, "Well, go to the Philippines. There's, you know, there's a lot of need there." So I was like, "Well, I'll I'll go for a, a couple weeks." Uh, I had a friend there that I connected with, and then they said, "Well, if you go for a couple weeks, you should go for a month." And I'm like, "Okay. Well, if you go for a month, you should go for two months." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> 
So I ended up in the Philippines um, and wanted to come back. Was, you didn't like it at first. It was it was it was fun for the first week or two, but it started it was just overwhelming a little bit, um, especially I think I was twenty one or twenty two and just kinda taking it all in. Of course I didn't want anyone to know how I was feeling, but it, I was homesick. Mm. Um, but during that time I was introduced to street children, um, and really connected with uh, their need. And it was just so much fun to sit on the streets and bring them bread and sing songs with them and read them stories and, you know, end up bringing them to the doctor for things and all that. It was just life-changing for me. And it really just opened my eyes to um, the need in other places. Mm-hmm. So is, is in the Philippines particularly the need is, is poverty-based? Uh, mm-hmm. For the Philippines, yeah, it's... Um, I mean, there's some very, very, very rich people there, but there's a lot of very poor people. Um, they're the one of the happiest countries. If you ever do your research, Google happiest countries and Philippines will be up there. And unfortunately, America will not be up there. <laughs> um, they're some of the happiest, most beautiful people, uh, but they a lot of them live in poverty. Uh, working at McDonald's is an amazing job there. That you have to have a degree, a ba- uh, an associate's degree to work at McDonald's and you probably make about $200 a month. Um, yeah. And so it is. That, that is when, I don't know a lot about the Philippines, but my, my husband works for um, an international company and, and one of the, um, he, he manages teams in um, technology, internet, you know, IT. Mm. And um, there is um, a, a Philippine team. And oh, so wow. he has a whole team of people there that he um, manages and he actually went there there once um and he said you know yeah that they are really smart yes. really really smart really educated right. um some of the things that get lost is just cultural yes um but they um yeah he said i mean he's got people you know that are it professionals that do some things that you know right. i don't even know what they're talking about right. you know and i'm thinking <laughs> wow how, how do they know how to do this yes. you know and living in this little yep. island and so on yeah they have a lot of knowledge. They're beautiful people. They would change your life in a heartbeat. And they definitely changed mine. Aww. So it was really special to be there. Um, and so how long did you stay there? So I stayed there for that two-month period. And then I came back. Um, and a year later, I ended up moving there with my two, suitcase, two suitcases and carry-on. And um, made my life there. And... Uh, I met my husband actually on our first trip, my first trip there. So in that little, in, in that, that two month yes, period, was, oh, okay, that was not in the picture at all. Yeah, <laughs> not my plan book. Love stories um, usually but, aren't. You know, yeah, <laughs> it was for me. I always say it was love at first sight. I, uh-huh. I looked at him and I was like, "Who is that guy?" <laughs> yeah, uh huh. I um, think our spirits know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we stayed friends and talking for that whole year apart and mm-hmm. then um we're back together when I moved there or you know stayed together throughout yeah. the year but mm-hmm. um yeah and then a year later we got married in mm-hmm. the Philippines mm-hmm. and culturally weddings are different there they're not as different as other countries but it was a lot to take in and learn and um but it was our what's our like story. one or two things that were just where you were just kind of like okay this is different <laughs> thankfully i'd been to some um but 
we we decided to get married a little bit faster because we were moving to another I was moving to another island so it just made sense to get married mm-hmm. and um so I didn't have a lot of time to say this is what I want mm-hmm. um but the the biggest thing for me I think is that Philippines is an island culture right so they're they're more about the fun and relaxation and um and so it's more like a prom. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's more like as you're walking down less the aisle, formal and the, more party. It, instead of the som somber is that is that the word? Um, the seriousness of walking down the aisle, they're okay. announcing you, and now the mother <laughs> of the bride, the oh. father of the bride, and I'm like horrified because I'm like this is supposed to be a romantic moment. Here. Okay, this is really funny. I will say this, and this might be this is might be my limited um, just in the time that you know I, I see mm-hmm. my husband interacting. Um, the and I don't know if this is the right word, so I don't mean this in a insulting way, but the Philippines people seem to be like dramatic and I say this because they have a lot of drama like all the time going on that he oh, has I'm to sure deal with the and then also place. just like their um commercial for like their place called <laughs> Jollibee like I didn't understand what it was okay so Jollibee if you don't know what this is it's kind of like a fast food restaurant sort of like it's- a fried chicken but they also have like spaghetti and things so I don't know how to describe it but I saw this commercial and I, it was like a telenovela, or it was like a, it was very long, and there was a whole script and like a, a love scene, you know, yes. like all these things. It was, yes. I was like, what is, what's going? Is this a TV show? And then it, it was like a chicken commercial. <laughs> yes, they love Jolly Bee. In fact, we went and. Um, there's one in Jacksonville, so we went there out of nostalgia oh, really? a few months ago, <laughs> and it was very special. But I heard when they opened that there was a line for hours because of this chicken place. Yeah. But Jollibee is huge, and they are um, their daytime TV shows, and even some of their like s- comparable to America's Got Talent, like talent yeah. shows. Uh huh are very over the top <laughs> yes okay so i guess that's yes. a little bit of a fair assessment on so, my part yes. all together so, so put a I'm, wedding into that <laughs> i am just now <laughs> picturing like <laughs> when my when i was growing up my family used to watch like wrestling like television wrestling you know and like announcing yes. the people running in and stuff and i'm just picturing all kind of crazy things with their wedding now of, it was uh, it was different but all i kept saying is the most important thing is I'm getting married. And, yeah. And you know what? That was all that was important. It sounds really fun, it though. Was so I would fun. probably love it. <laughs> yeah. My parents were there, and it was sad because they were going to leave the next day, and then I wasn't going to see them for at least, you know, probably a year. Mm-hmm. And But my dad, who, who I love him very much, he is more emotional than my mom uh-huh. as far as family things. And he said he loved it because it was so fun. And if it was so serious, it would have been difficult because he was yeah, so joyful instead of like that sad, sentimental way that we do it. I know. I feel like that. This is like a bunny trail, but I feel like that about like funerals too. Like I don't want a funeral that's all like sad. Like I want 
celebration of life and like I said to my husband I'm like all right here's what I make him promise all these wacko things he's like I'm not doing that you know <laughs> and, and I'm like if I die first you have to start um at the end of it you have to start the um chicken dance just go I'm like I don't want anyone to cry I want everyone to laugh and dance <laughs> so anyways well then you just move to the Philippines because they play card games and they have karaoke during funerals oh <laughs> And they have I think live they bands. do karaoke the, during the everything, people though. people have live bands. They do karaoke yeah. at every moment of your entire life. Yeah, like they really do like that. Yeah, yeah, he's got some friends on Facebook, and they'll post their letter. I'm like, are they just always doing karaoke? Always. He's like, I think so. Always. It's almost Christmas season, so I will be going to some Christmas parties. And if you hear me out there, I love your Christmas parties, but yeah. we always karaoke. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it sounds so fun, and you're making me want to actually go. Sometimes he's like, you should come with me if I ever have to go back I'm like oh maybe (laughs) you know but okay so um then you so you got married and then obviously you're back here in Florida now so you and your husband moved back here is was there anything in between that we left out um we stayed there for uh let's see we got married 2011 we moved back officially in 2014 or 15 so we were there we were there a few years um, but we moved back for his citizenship. We really just felt like that was important in a marriage to have that kind taken of care taken of. care of for the rest of your lives. So mm-hmm. he just became, got all of that done uh, a few months ago. So Yay, that's been awesome. he's official. Yes. So he's been, he's been getting to know my country mm-hmm. um, and, you know, learning some things that, you know, we're kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> thinks we're kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that Christmas party. Oh. Or too serious or <laughs> yes. something, maybe. But yeah. he's so flexible, so it works out. Um, but that is, that was, has been our transition in life. And so we're here now for now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? You're kind of, you're kind of like us, like, well, we'll just see what's next. Right. right. Um, so now you have kind of, um, been able to do a job that, that maybe some people don't even know, um, mm-hmm. is a possibility. Um, you do a work from home job that, um, combines your, uh, training in education, mm-hmm. um, and that is called uh, VIP Kid. Is that yes. correct? VIP Kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long have you been with VIP Kid? Um, a little over a year now. Okay. And tell us about how that um, started and what it is and sure. all of that. So I was um, just kind of wanting a little bit more freedom to be able to do what what my goals were mm-hmm. in life. Um, and my husband and I do a lot of volunteer work and we work with the church and all of this other extra stuff. And I was wanting to be able to somehow work and make money and still be able to do the things that I wanted in life. Um, so I started researching it and he had mentioned it before. And, you know, I've already mentioned that I like kids and mm-hmm. I liked living in Asia. And so I kind of gravitated more towards this idea and saw it online. I actually had worked for a very small company a few years ago that was started a startup company that um, was teaching English in China. Um, okay, so that's what VIP Kids does. Yes. You teach English? Yes. To Is it exclusively to kids in China or um, are there, is it other countries growing, as well? It's growing now. So they've been around for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been exclusively in China their goal in the next three years is to be in 100 countries. Oh. So they're working towards that. Um, They definitely have 
some pieces happening. I, I'm told there's 63 com countries that they're already in, um, whether that's Chinese children living in other countries or that's um, other foreign students. But they're going to do some, hopefully, I believe, some curriculum adjustment to gear it towards different different countries. countries and different, from what I am gathering. Yeah, the, um, but their goal is to continue to grow into you know what it's it's immersive english um teaching usually children well now they've gotten down to like three years old oh i was just gonna yes. say what's the Two age or range three to 13 or 14 probably i mostly teach five to 12 year olds okay um, because i do not i did not certify yet for the preschool age yet on purpose mm -hmm. um <laughs> just because it's a lot of energy but some teachers love that yeah so um but most of my children that i teach are uh mostly between five and nine so you still need that bubbly ah, yeah energy um, to mm -hmm. engage them yeah yep. and it's a one-on-one -on -one classroom and it's complete immersive um, teaching in English. So people ask, well, do you know Chinese? I'm like, no, I've learned a few words just by listening um, to them talk to their parents and stuff, but I do not know Chinese. So when you say one-on-one -on -one classroom, does that mean one teacher, one student, or they're, mm -hmm. oh, okay. So it's almost like private tutoring then, kind yes. of. Yes, it's private tutoring, um, but with a lot more fun and interaction. Okay. So um, the way it goes is they go through different levels, and each level has a topic. It okay. might be family. It might be travel. Um, and you work your way in English, learning the different English vocabulary, and then in, in that topic, but then you're building sentences as well. So you're also learning the grammar of she is going to school. They are going to school. Oh, gotcha. So you're working all of that in. So within that theme mm -hmm. you're teaching them words and then like conversational English conversational so English. that they would you know be able to eventually speak it well or at least yes. you know yeah uh, yeah be able to communicate somewhat yep, yep. and Got then it. be able to uh, extend in conversation and take the opportunity to ask them you know do you like mm-hmm whatever it is that we're talking about if we're talking about food do you like pizza <gasps> yes yeah, okay. and, then and they can them, respond. Yes, yeah. I like pizza. Mm -hmm. And then now they can use that, yes, I like for anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so the goal, of course, is to be able to uh, leave that classroom after that 25-minute class is over and use those sentences and continue to build. And then the next time, do the same thing. I've been here for a year now, so to watch my kids grow is just so special because some of them I've had for the whole year. Oh, that's and, nice. Uh, it's been so special. Actually, one that I've had for the entire year just recently now, she has the English ability. Granted, she does some English training at her in China as well, but she just finally asked me the other day, Teacher Tina, is it morning there? Oh, so she was able to put <laughs> together to an intelligent me, question. Yes, and, because yeah. it was her evening and my morning. And I said, mm -hmm. yes. And I've been teaching her for a long time. Yeah. So she, so her like, eyes ah! were just, well, and her eyes were just so big. Like, mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> All this time. It was just a new concept to her. And so it was oh, she never, it never occurred to her that it was a different time here. I don't think so. It was oh, so like, they're having their lessons. So funny. Yeah. Probably after their regular day, like yeah. after school. Yes. Um, but it's 
So what time is it usually for you when you do these lessons? Well, for me, now teachers can start as late as they want during the Chinese evening time. So I, because I kind of took it a detour. a time and, difference about 14, sorry to interrupt you, but okay. about 14. Uh, it's 12 hours okay. currently mm-hmm. in um, Eastern time for us. Uh, when the time changes, it'll be 13. Okay. So their time does not change when daylight savings happens. Um, so I currently start because I've made this my full-time gig, mm-hmm. uh, at 4 a.m. I was just doing the math in my head <laughs> thinking, all right, so what time would be after school? That's probably between yes. like 4 and 8. Yes. So that's going to be like 4 in the morning to like 8 in the morning. Yes, I teach probably from here. Four, 4 till 10. 4 till 10. Mm-hmm. But most pe- most teachers don't do that. They mm-hmm. uh, The nice thing with VIP kid is you don't have to commit to any specific amount of hours. So okay. you're your own contractor. Um, so you open what's available for you. Okay. And but obviously, but this is my, with the time yeah. difference, mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna you have to be able to make yes. yourself available for when they're available or right. they're not going to pick you. Right. Because no mm-hmm. eight-year-old's going to be right. doing their lessons at one in the morning. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, and same with evening, you know, they're yeah. all in school. So for right. us to get evening, during the summer it happens all the time. But during mm-hmm. the I was just going to say, do they go to school like a regular, ca- like our calendar year? or um, It's similar. It's a they have bit, a summer break? It's a little bit different, but they have okay. a summer break and they have... Um, instead of Christmas break, they have Chinese New Year mm-hmm. break, um, and at those times you can pick up those evening shifts. Um, yeah, where there's a little extra. But yeah, they room work there. very hard. Uh, Chinese students work from morning till night. From everything I've gathered, yeah, whether it's at school or piano lessons or math lessons or English lessons or VIP kid, um, but they work and they learn and they learn and they learn. That's education is very important. Um, but then when they're off, they think they enjoy it. Like even too. more yeah because so, yeah. they get the time off okay so um so you did some research and you found out about it and you got started what um just in case someone is interested in this um what are the the qualifications um and and the challenges and, and benefits i mean we've kind of already talked about the time constraints a little mm-hmm. bit that you've got to work around and um that sort of challenge um to make yourself available right um so what other things can you share um well, as far as uh, Qualification. qualifications, they do want to see that you have a bachelor's degree. Uh, it can be in anything. You do not need a certification in teaching. Um, you do not need a TESOL certificate. Mm-hmm. However, those things do help you. Um, mm-hmm. Be more marketable or whatever. Be more marketable as well as uh, maybe your pay. Oh, okay. So obviously like the... But I do not. I the did more not, credential that right, you have. I do not have a teacher certification, and I did not have a TESOL um, certification. However, now they just came out with a, a VIP Kid connection with TESOL, where you can get a VIP Kid TESOL certification once you begin working. And TESOL so really is um, t- oh the acronyms. Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to let you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like second language teaching you. Second teaching, language. yeah, yeah. Your, the certification. I forget the exactly. The only reason the I hesitate about it is because I read what it was the other day and I thought, oh, that's not what I thought it meant. <laughs> yeah, second. Here it is: teaching English to speakers of other languages. languages. Teaching English yes. to speakers of other languages. Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, so and then um, you said that there can be some. Um, flexibility with um, like how much that you work 
Um, is there a minimum or a, or a maximum? Um, there is not a minimum, minimum or maximum. Um, the way it works is you're a, you're a self-employed person. Mm-hmm. So they cannot require you to work a certain amount, and they cannot stop you from working too much. Some teachers work like crazy. However, mm-hmm. I took this job. Hopefully to have some a little bit of a balance, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I still work a, about forty hours a week. Oh, okay. Um, but that's my personal. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the 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 challenge would be that parents book you, so you open up your availability, and then you have to market yourself to get parents to want to book you. So, so how does this work? They go on maybe like a website and you sort of almost have like a profile, like yes. like a mm-hmm. dating app or something. Yes. And then you put, or or I guess, yep. you know, LinkedIn or something like a, you know, a job, job app site. But you go on there, you put your... VIP Kid has their own um, website and they have profiles for all of their teachers. Okay. And I do believe uh, they, especially for new teachers, they market you. Okay. Um, but you want to make sure that when that happens, that you're they have uh, you they they require you to have a small video that represents you, mm-hmm. um, and then have a picture that represents you, and then family pictures, and so it just is very important to market yourself mm-hmm. that way, and then also of course be prepared to teach. Yeah. Um, because you are kind of rated. <laughs> so oh, okay. you get apples from the parents and oh, if you're, so, so if you're if you're not prepared and, and but it's like that in anything that you do. Well, if, of course, yeah. If your boss sees that you're not doing well in your job, they're going to be like, "Oh, you know." Yeah. So you always want to be on top of your game in whatever you do. So they're going to give you like a little Yelp rating and then yes. <laughs> and then people are gonna, yes. not going to eat at your restaurant. Not coming back. <laughs> yeah, not coming yes. back. Yeah, so so, so you want to be doing your job and and right. giving them cuz Obviously, they're paying for this service. And this is one of the most expensive. There's a lot of teaching English jobs um, for China. There's, you know, how many children in China are barely even touching the amount that we could. Right. um, And hopefully will continue to. But but this is one of the most expensive ones. So, of course, you want to be able to give quality. Mm -hmm. You know, and you should be doing that in anything that you do. Yeah, right. So, and if you're having fun, it doesn't feel like, oh. Yeah. Is it really fun? It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have your kids who pick your nose, pick their nose, and (laughs) I've had them lick the camera. I was going to say, so they're on video. You're both on video? We're both on video. Um, VIP Kid provides the curriculum, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. You don't have to create your own curriculum. You just have to prepare for it. Um, And so I recently became a mentor for VIP Kid, so it's been kind of cool to see on the back end what their requirements are for for teachers and also just understanding the importance of why we want to be successful mm-hmm. um, teachers it's just mm-hmm. been it's been cool to watch and yeah and be a part of as well so. it's it sounds really fun this is you know yes. this is um something that is appealing to me too that I think like wow I could like live anywhere right um travel right. I um, packed still- a backpack and went on my summer vacation you know and and I hope that one day we'll be able to go to the Philippines you know for a few weeks and I can pack so you would just really too. need a, um, a strong internet connection mm-hmm. and um, obviously a laptop or, or right. something to be able to connect with them yeah. and laptop you know or the iPad. camera yeah mm-hmm. and then a few props but mm-hmm. you, you kind of learn what you really need and, and and they provide you the training on on how to, to yep so before you can become a teacher you have to it's it's a bit of an intense um, 
process, but it's very important because mm-hmm. once you've gone through that, then you really will be ready mm-hmm. um, to teach. And now, it and before it used to be, uh, you must pass this or you're out and you have to restart over again. You know, mm-hmm. now you have multiple times where you can return if um, you practice a mock class with a mentor and it didn't work out so well, you get some advice from them and then you come back again and you use that advice. So they've invested some time in some training in you and they, and if you're struggling in some area, they want to support you and say, can we work this out so that you can still do this? Yeah. You go and you practice it and you come back again and then you nail it and Mm -hmm. then you feel confident and ready to teach too. Well, in getting ready to um, do this um, conversation today, I did like a little bit of research and I did find that, um, generally like you alluded to before the um qualifications that you have based on that mm-hmm. but generally it's between 14 and um 22 per hour mm-hmm. i guess there is like kind of like bonuses or there something are. that mm-hmm. you can get and yes. so you can um you know make a decent yes. decent wage with yeah. that um and then i also saw that um this company vip kid is um number five on the forbes list yes for um work at home opportunities yes. so it's you know it's not um some sketchy fly-by-night thing no. it's it's you know a legit business and um yeah they, when I started a year ago, they had about 20,000 teachers, you know, mostly American and Canadian, um, and 200,000 students. Now, the last numbers that I heard were 60,000 teachers and 600,000 students. Wow. So they're continuing to grow massively. And sometimes you think, well, they're going to run out of students. Well, no, there are yeah. <laughs> millions. <laughs> millions and millions. Um, and it's, then when they open up the other countries, oh, on yeah, top of that, for it's sure. going to be huge well that is one thing that i have learned through um traveling to different countries is um it's it's people you know lots of times will ask me like well you're going to all these different places like you don't speak that language what you know what do you do we have found that most of the places that we've gone a lot of the people speak english right i mean you can usually find somebody that can um speak at least some english right um and as even in europe like most of the country and especially um we always look for a younger person like a college age yeah we usually look for like a high school or college age person um because they they tend to know um Mm -hmm. some english if we're trying if we're lost and we're trying to figure out where something is or reading the bus map or something like that (laughs) um but um yeah that that is one thing that kind of makes me feel like a dumb american sometimes (laughs) because these kids, yeah. and especially in Europe, because the countries are so close to each other, they're like states. Sometimes they speak multiple languages yes. just from being immersed in it um, so often. Yes. And um, it makes so you want to go learn another language. It does. It's it, very hard. It makes me do it. I was literally thinking, like, I need like the reverse VIP kid. Yes. Like, I need somebody from yep. another country to yep. online teach me yep. another they're language. Actually, they're, they're realizing that because they just opened up a sister company that's teaching Mandarin now to oh in americans to americans yeah you know yeah uh, i don't have children right now but i always tell my husband when we have children i want them to learn your language oh for sure because it's so it's not even that i want them to be able to ask a question when they're in the philippines Mm -hmm. in their language it's it's that it's so uh it increases the capacity in your brain to, yeah. to learn more mm-hmm. and, and hopefully even learn more languages. My husband knows uh, four or 
five dialects and languages. Wow. Because Philippines also has over 80 dialects. Yeah, different dialects and things. I know. Yeah, we had, um, we have a friend that lives in, in Poland and, you know, it was funny because, you know, he can speak English, he can speak Polish, he can speak German, he knows some Italian. Um, and so one dinner, one night at dinner, you know, there were, there was us that just speak English, you know, there was him speaking Polish and his, his wife speaks a little of both. And then his neighbor is German. And so we were all talking and he was like translating for, you oh, know, wow. for everybody. And I was like, man, that's just so awesome. You know, um, right. you know, yes. we went to a museum, um, and there was a guy that was a curator there and he was telling me about certain pieces. And so really fascinating stuff. And, um, so he was telling Pavel, and then Pavel would tell me. And I started being able to pick up some of the mm-hmm. things where I kind of was like, oh, I kind of knew what he was going <laughs> to say, you know. So that's just that's fun, awesome. too, awesome. you know, yes. to learn the and be like, oh, I know what you were talking about. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's not as fun when people are having, like, full conversations yes. and you don't know what they're saying, and you just kind of like, oh, I yeah. can't even engage here. When I first I got married and we, you know, lived in the Philippines, my husband's Filipino, um, he didn't mean to, but, you know, people would come over and it was natural for them to just talk and I would feel so lonely yeah. and just exhausted. My brain was tired. Yeah. Um, but over time you just like, I can listen. I can't respond right. in fluency at all, but I can listen and respond something. And uh, that has been so helpful and fun. To be, yeah, it's exciting. Like, oh, you're you like, know what I'm saying? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> I totally related when you were telling the story about the little girl that you were teaching. And she, like, her eyes got big. And she yes. had that, like, light bulb moment of, like, oh, yes. I said it. And I knew, like, I figured it out. Yes. And um, I've had those it's moments, so too. I do feel like a little kid, like, yes. oh, I know what you were saying. <laughs> or, like, you go in and you're picking something instead of just pointing at it. You're yes. like... I think that means chocolate yes. croissant. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's been the fun thing with VIP Kid as well is like I will reach deeper than maybe what the curriculum will ask. Mm-hmm. And it's been fun to let the watch the student process and then respond and then you get to give them a huge cheer and yeah. You're like, move yeah. on and they're like, I said it right. Yeah. yeah. But then it, it is brings fun. so much confidence. You're mm-hmm. confident now you can go get a chocolate croissant. You yeah. Know? Exactly. You're like, ah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Okay. Um, yeah, I just I just find other cultures mm-hmm. um fascinating. You know, there are there are some people that are just I don't know why because I don't get it they're just like not interested they're just interested in whatever they do in their Mm -hmm. life or whatever and I guess that's okay you know but um I just think it's fun to try different foods to try different languages to be in a different culture and find out like what you don't know about the world you know and I think that our it does give you a little bit it does me anyway excitement and a little like adrenaline Mm -hmm. rush Mm -hmm. because uh I think we all crave like new you know we were just talking beforehand about not wanting to get in a rut with things right and um i think our our brains and our bodies respond to new right and so if you can give yourself new experiences that you're not used to right it's a little bit scary because it's out of the box and you're kind of out of your (laughs) element but it's also very energizing yes and makes you you know, feel like a child and feel alive and, and where, you know, children, everything's new to them. Right. You know, and, um, 
you can, you know. That's so true. We we, we forget to be childlike sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and see the world. Like, I think that's what's so fun about having children or grandchildren or working with children Mm -hmm. is they see everything with Mm -hmm. such wonder because it's brand new to them. And um, I think we have to be intentional about that as adults. Right. And keep ourselves stimulated. And it can be a little scary, you yeah. know, for any any child to learn to ride a bike. It's a little scary, right? And right. I'm sure everyone uses that analogy. But, yeah. you know, anything that's new can be scary. But how confident you are after you've traveled to that country. Or if it's not that country, you traveled across to a, a different, different place. State, a different even state, in your own. Yeah. Taking that risk to make that detour and make a change, you know. Like, how, how much confidence with that energy comes mm-hmm. because... You've taken a step that you wanted to take and that made you grow, you know? Yeah. Uh, Even yeah. though it was scary. <laughs> I know, it's true. <laughs> the first few days in the Philippines, I was like, get me get me out of here. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, and sometimes you have to uh, sit through the discomfort yes. for a little bit because mm-hmm. I think, you know, as much as our natural reaction is to search for new and like that little adrenaline boost of something new. I mean, I think that's why like new relationships are so fun Mm -hmm. and new friendships are so fun and new places and new jobs. And then you, everything gets, you know, used, you know, general or I don't know what word I'm trying to say, but you know, (laughs) yeah. And then it gets kind of routine, routine. Um, and you're searching for something new again. But, um, I think also a common, feeling in the beginning of something new is that discomfort of oh I don't really like this right oh this this was a mistake I don't like it (laughs) you know yes Um, so sometimes you have to just kind of stick through that a little bit and uh, wait till a little bit of the comfort sets in and then you can you know relax Yeah. yeah so um have you found in just doing your little teaching with the kids any like cultural gaps or things that you had you didn't really think about um beforehand mm-hmm. um or maybe like a friend of mine we were having a conversation yesterday about how sometimes gestures in mm-hmm. some country yes would be offensive like right. we might do thumbs up here but somewhere else that could be like the rudest thing you right. could do right. is there anything like that that you can think of um i've definitely experienced that in the philippines just um uh and just in different areas in that we're very blunt. And oh. I'm, I'm one of the least blunt Americans you'll meet, uh-huh. I think. Mm-hmm. Although I've grown a little bit, you know, in life. Mm-hmm. But uh, there I would be accidentally very blunt or just like, well, you just need to say it. Yeah, and it comes off as rude. Is <laughs> that what you're saying? it comes off or like I get frustrated because I'm like, share your heart. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but in China, as far as we're teaching with children there, um, I haven't, I don't know that I've experienced it in teaching online, but we have a huge community on Facebook where we all talk and share mm-hmm. and learn from each other and vent and rejoice and all of that. And one of them is about showing their feet. So we teach, you know, the body parts in a certain certain level we teach hands and fingers and Mm -hmm. all of those things and I guess some teachers will show their feet and then they'll talk about it on Facebook and say 
you shouldn't do that. Oh, like don't you? <laughs> so I haven't done my research, but apparently that is something that's That's been something that something. is yeah. not appropriate in some way. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I'll have huh. to you Interesting. Know, ask one of my, Interesting. I'm going to ask one of my Chinese friends. I yeah. have a new Chinese friend. See, that's um, how I feel like that'd be something I would do. I'd be like, it's yeah. your foot. And I'd have my foot up in the air pointing yes. to it. And they would be like, oh. Right. But then today, <laughs> I think it was today or yesterday, I had a student showing me his socks. Yes, it was today because he was learning the word smelly oh and stinky uh-huh. and he and we were reading a story about stinky socks and he showed me his socks so oh, with okay. his feet so maybe you maybe know, it's maybe, maybe it's bare feet or something area. i don't know yeah. but there's definitely those things and i'm sure that i've offended somebody in my life or i've been offended on accident you know but yeah. i think that's what i love about it is mm-hmm. growth well, and it's and it's and it's true too. And as and if you can give yourself a little bit of grace when you're learning these things, and hopefully, I think I think I have found that people from other countries are appreciative that you are even interested yes. in their lives or wanting that. to know what they think or mm-hmm. how they live or what they do. And even if you make a mistake, um, they're very gracious yes. about not holding that against you like oh you didn't know you know (laughs) and we always go sorry dumb american you know (laughs) yes i was trying very hard to learn their main language and then in philippines and then we moved to another island with a different dialect while i was using the main language is it tagalog tagalog Uh tagalog Uh um and so i was using some of that because that's uh language that that is studied you know from Mm -hmm. kindergarten up you Mm -hmm. learn that even if it's not your main um heart language Mm -hmm. well i didn't know that when it was translated into their dialect it meant something really like it meant inappropriate like oh okay like i would say it was basically it was rude was the word but then i found out that it was inappropriately rude and i had been saying it for months before anyone told me i was saying the tagalog word in a in a, yes. in a different uh-huh. island that that mm. wasn't very kind yeah um and of course i wanted someone to tell me that i wished i knew mm-hmm. but they were they always just they knew who i was they knew mm-hmm. my heart they knew that i was trying and yeah so they were forgiving things. yeah <laughs> they were like oh gosh and then you're thinking back like oh my gosh how many times did I oh say man because i would like you know like you know full house so mm-hmm. rude i would say, yeah that's so rude but in tagalog so often i said yeah it as a joke so but oh that that makes me think of something um one challenge that my husband has had is that he's he's just very sarcastic in yes. his normal talk Sarcasm and he does not like It'll be funny because he'll be saying something, he'll say something kind of sarcastic and I hear him on the speakerphone and then it's just like, it's like crickets, you know, because they're just kind of like processing. Like, I don't even know what, and then, and I, and so it's been funny where he'll be like, okay, wait, I was, I was being funny there. I didn't mean that (laughs) seriously. Or he'll like jokingly, because they are very respectful of like his position. Yes. And so they never want to like um like he came there and they like lavished him with gifts. Like yeah. he felt so because they don't make a lot of money. Right. And um they gave him all these gifts and he was just kind of like, "Oh my gosh, this probably like <laughs> cost them like a day's wage right. to give me these right. things." And right. um he just felt very, you know, humbled by it, but um they they're very respectful to him and so um and they take what he says yes. so, like, 
to heart. Yes. Um, and he was being sarcastic oh, the no. one day about <laughs> something, and then and they were just all kind of like. And then um, he talked to the one girl privately later, and she was like. Am, am I in trouble with you, sir? Oh, no. You know, and he's like, no, you're not in trouble with me. Why would you? Yes. Well, you say this, you right. know, and right. he was like, oh, I didn't mean that. Sarcasm doesn't always, <laughs> sarcasm doesn't always transfer, and neither does, um, is it idioms? Is that Yeah, the like sayings. Those like sayings, mm-hmm. like you start to realize the things that you say really don't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. we're walking on eggshells. What? Oh, right, because they're probably just taking right, that literally, right, right. and that's and then not making any sense. It comes part of our bluntness, right? Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a mannerism that we have to be, to accidentally be blunt. I like to be sarcastic with humor yeah. and be funny, which I'm sure yeah. that's what your husband was doing. Right, and he's very, he's a very, like, blunt even in, right. in like, English yeah, <laughs> to right. Americans. That's his nature right. to be very blunt and very sarcastic. So that's one of his challenges <laughs> there that has been kind of funny sometimes. But I, they, they kind of know him now, yeah. and they that's give good. him a lot of um, mercy. So, good. oh, before we get off of, of the um, VIP kids, mm-hmm. so um, say somebody um, wanted to do this or, or get more information about doing this, um, how could they do that? I would like to give them my email address, if that's okay, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they can email me, and I will give you information about it. I Like I said, I recently became a mentor. Still learning my role as a mentor, for sure. It's a whole new thing for me. But I would like to help them through the process. Okay, I like. think that's awesome. Um, yeah, we can. Like um, you can say your email here, sure. and then we can also include the um, the link. Okay, it's uh, Tina VIP Kid at Gmail dot com. Okay, Tina T I N A V I P K I D at Gmail dot com. Yes. So Tina VIP Kid. At gmail.com. Yes, and then oh. I can give you the link for your podcast. It, it'd be a little lengthy here, but um, where they can also connect that way as well. Okay. And I can, I it will go through my account, so I can also help them there if, if they want it. If they yeah. want to go for it on their own, that's great. Yeah. Um, but if they want help, I would love to walk them through the process. Yeah, and, and just full disclosure, it is kind of like an affiliate link. Um, but, right. you know, so we'll provide the email if they are truly interested or whatever and they want to go want through. Help, right. Yeah, and they want help, then they can go through that affiliate right. link. But if they just have some basic questions for you, then they can just contact you via email and yes. that kind of thing. Yeah. Got it. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because I, I feel like people, you know, might be interested um, if mm-hmm. somebody's looking for, you know, um, a stay-at-home job. Yes, and Even stay-at-home moms, yeah. you know, like it is early, but that is a benefit is if you want to be able to um, not pay for daycare, but you still need that part-time job, mm-hmm. and you want to get up a couple of hours earlier and teach, you know. Yeah, before your own children wake up or kind of thing. Yeah, that could be a real solution. A lot of stay-at-home moms do that when you think about child care costs. Yeah, it's true. I know. We did that math when we were in that (laughs) stage, and it was kind of like, it doesn't, yeah, I'm paying. And this still provides an opportunity, Mm -hmm. and and it doesn't feel like work. It's early, and I am not a morning person. Mm. I am the least morning person you'll ever meet. Really? Yes, I hate mornings, but I love doing this, and you feel the energy from the students and mm-hmm. it wakes you up and wakes, wakes you, you up want to pulls go you for through it. yeah good good so. you know what and I can just think too just thinking about myself being a stay-at-home mom for all the years when my kids were little um a really common thing for stay-at-home moms you may want to do that but your you your brain 
um, gets a little mushy because you're not doing you know a work thing every right. day or or whatever you're in like kid land yeah. yeah um and so even though this is still kind of kid you're you're at you're doing a job that you're can working. keep your brain yes. fresh and, and give you a you little know, outside of your own family yeah and, having mm-hmm. something else to yeah do something well. that's yours yes. you know as yes. women say all yeah. the time like i need yeah. something that's for me right. and but you do you know you can make right. a little extra money and yeah and then um, the other people who just need that second income yeah do it before they I mean there's a lot of people who teach in education that do this also before school or before Mm -hmm. their day job or whatever yeah you could work something that's like a pay off a you know right loan or whatever it is yeah it's a great option and Mm -hmm. a a viable um, company um, as well and you can work for in the evenings on Fridays and Saturdays oh you can work through the entire night wow yes very cool (laughs) so man you're not a morning person you just want to pick up a Friday night you can do that um, it does Very take a little flexible. bit of time. I'll be honest; it can take a little bit of time to build your clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, but that goes with rocking it when you're teaching, yeah. and making sure your profile looks good. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of with anything; it takes a little bit of yes. time. That's good. All right. Well, we're we're um, we got a few more minutes, so let's maybe talk about. Um, so you've been to the Philippines and kind mm-hmm. of around the United States. Mm-hmm. You went to China. Yes. Um, and where else have you been? Brazil. Yes. Um, and what else is on your bucket list? I've always wanted to go to the Scandinavian kind of countries like mm-hmm. uh, Finland and Denmark. I think it's because I, my parents are from Minnesota. and Oh, that's heavy there. Very mm-hmm. tall and mm-hmm. very, you know, it comes from, so I've always been drawn to be able to go to that area well and denmark all of that my husband and i just went to norway and we're and we're going to switzerland that's so amazing and um (laughs) so norway was very much that yeah like the tallest people yes yes when i lived in minnesota i'm five about five four which in florida is okay it's Mm -hmm. not tall but Mm -hmm. it's not short right in minnesota i was the shortest person oh yeah and then um iceland too iceland they're very well because so many people yeah from those Scandinavian countries settled in um, Iceland, very tall. When we first went there, we got to our hotel and there was a young man behind the counter and we were dropping off our luggage because it wasn't time to check in yet. He was so tall, we thought he was standing on like a lift. Oh, like wow. we expected him to come around and like step down to yeah. get our luggage. He had to be six seven. Oh my um, And he very thin. I mean, you see Lord of the Rings, um, <laughs> like the elfin people. That's what they look wow. like. They're just tall and willowy, and um, and then. But in Norway, the um, also tall, but they were some people were thin, but then they were also kind of like the Nordic, like mm-hmm. lumberjack style Belt. body. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But they were they were still very very tall. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I was quite short there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure it was beautiful though. <laughs> yeah. So you. Oh yeah. You would you would definitely yeah. love it. We can mm-hmm. we can we got a great we have some great deals um, that we find it was very affordable. I'll share those. Okay. I'll share awesome. those with you. Yeah. Um, so what, we already kind of talked about some of the notes that I have, but um, what would be? Oh, this is a good one. Okay. Travel tip. You said um, two things. What two things would you say? Um, well, the first one for just getting on the plane is wear socks. Like I or bring socks, and it's not because it's gross or anything. It's because it's cold. Yeah, those they- airplanes are very cold. And I see the first time I traveled to the Philippines, I traveled alone. Um, 
22 years old and Taken had just come out and I started watching that and I turned it <laughs> off I said what am I doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> first tip don't, don't watch kidnapping yeah. um don't watch plane I did not crashing movies it. nor kidnapping movies if you're <laughs> exactly. traveling I did not finish watching that movie until I returned <laughs> to the states um but I felt safe the whole time yeah anyway um but I wore shorts because I wanted to be comfortable I wore really comfortable shorts and I was freezing yeah so since then I've learned always pack long socks and wear like a legging type of outfit yeah um, some kind of thin thin layers thin is what layers, I tend to yes, do mm-hmm. yeah I usually wear like a, a, a nice nice looking dress that can be legging underneath of yes. it yeah so mm-hmm. I still look nice and mm-hmm. I don't look like I'm in pajamas but I feel like yeah. I am yeah um, but then my biggest thing I'd always recommend is, is bring socks I know that's simple but important mm-hmm. yes because you definitely <laughs> Can get. I like to wear slip-on shoes yes. for like um, security because yep. it's faster. Because like I, I get. I try to be very patient when I'm traveling, but I'm just like people. Why are you wearing why like you your unlacing sneakers? <laughs> you know this is gonna happen. Right. I don't understand it, but yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. take your belt off. Right. <laughs> you know? Do it. You've been standing in line. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm like half undressed before I right. even get up there. Yeah, because I'm just like I'm just taking a step at a time with one shoe on, one shoe off. Exactly. I'm like, you know this system. Why are you not like yes. getting with the program? Yes. Um, but it doesn't matter how fast you do it. You still feel like you're making everyone wait because somehow, somewhere, you still have to. It just jams put up there. Down somewhere. Yeah, I know. It just jams up yeah. there. It's true. And then at the end of security, take your whole basket and to the little. Spot and then area. get redressed. Yes. Don't put all your stuff on in line yes. while you're having like the conveyor belt back up. Yes. Okay, so those are just two <laughs> friendly tips for traveling. Friendly and yeah. <laughs> yes. So everyone will not be annoyed with you. Yes. <laughs> um, and then your own toilet paper. Yes. That is that a really good tip. One is, is your own toilet paper because you don't know the customs of unless you've really done your research you don't know the customs of where you're going Mm -hmm. so in asia their customs are different it's completely clean but they um often use water instead um and you've heard of bidets Uh and things like that so i don't know how it is in europe i I hope one day i'll find out Mm -hmm. but you i thought we would in europe it's what i didn't wasn't prepared for was having to pay to use the bathroom yes and so um Thankfully, our first trip to Europe, we were with a tour group and they educated us a lot on different things and said, make sure that you always have small coins because you might have to pay to use the restroom. And so I always had pee pennies. I call them. It was, they weren't pennies. They were whatever currency we were. Right, but I'm right, like, right. I need pee pennies. And my yes. husband was, I was like, give me, give me your pee pennies because um, I always have to go. And then, um, yes. And then my mother-in-law, who had traveled a lot, actually told me about the um, toilet, toilet paper, paper thing yes. to at least have some because you never know. And that yeah. did save me in Iceland where we had, we went on some trail um, and we were going by waterfalls and everything. And there was like porta potties but there was no right. to- and I was like oh no right. you don't realize not- how customary it is like in America we would find it so rude and how dare that store not have or you know run out of toilet paper yeah mm-hmm. because it's very important to us but in other countries they just have different um, customs or um I found in the Philippines, most of them all just carried their own toilet paper. Oh, right. So they're they used to it. it. They just yeah. know that they have they're... to bring it. And when you go into the stores in the Philippines, you can buy, like, tiny 
groups of toilet paper. Oh, or, okay. Um, like those little travel packs. Of, any uh, core. Oh, cardboard, okay. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. all of these things. Like, it's just cultural that you just bring your own. Yeah. Um, and I had to learn that quickly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. And the other thing I didn't add on there is is to have a, a small bag if you're going to be doing a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. Um, find a way to di- downsize your your bag mm-hmm. and uh, like I have a little side bag over there like yeah side you know I don't feel like I'm carrying something but you like a have cross a, place. a yeah. cross body and something that's roughly the size of maybe a book yeah is about the size that you want because some places even when you go in like museums or religious yes. places they don't let you bring anything yes. bigger than that right so we usually have a backpack um and often they'll provide like a locker or something Mm -hmm. if you but i carry like a small little bag Mm -hmm. i'm i just was another friend had given a um, tip about getting um they have these specific travel bags you can get on amazon and they have like lining for like your credit card so that Mm. your numbers can't be that i think it's called rfid or something it has a special lining and then they also have metal in the straps um, so that your crossbody, like somebody can't come up and cut it off of you and oh, steal it. Um, so it's, it's metal in the straps and, um, and then the pockets zip and they actually have like a little clip that like locks it. So it's really, you actually can't just sneak so. up and pull a zipper, zip mm-hmm. you know, and unzip something. So I was like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that. It was, I looked at it on Amazon. It's the bag that was like a good size bag um plenty of room but not too too big crossbody mm-hmm. i think it was around 45 dollars or okay. something well, but it's worth it if I you're think, gonna do a lot of traveling yeah i think that was like a good investment i'm yeah. like i'll put that on my christmas list yes <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah i actually didn't go to china with a small bag and the like day i got there i regretted it because i was like where am i gonna carry my toilet paper <laughs> yeah so I ended up buying that's one at the what, supermarket. That's what and we carry it all the time now because I just like the freedom of a, of a, sa- a saddlebag or, or you know yeah. crossover bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Oh, and then that just made me think of something too. It's not a bad idea to have like um, either like a small reusable like grocery bag. Um, or even like your own, you know, Walmart bag that you bring mm-hmm. from home if you can think to do that. But if you have one that's like a reusable that would fit yes. in there because lots of times um, if you go into a grocery store, they don't just provide bags like they do here. Mm. The, you have to have your own bag or you have to just carry right. it yourself or shove it in your backpack or, or whatever. Right. Or they'll have bags, but you have to pay for them. Yes. Um, so that was um, something else that I learned. Oh. Um, in Norway, they are very um, green. Yes. And um, so they... Um, do not provide the bags um and so we were like carrying everything in our arms like trying to go back to our our room yeah (laughs) so we were like all right we need to find a bag and (laughs) yes or bring a bag with us next time so well tina this was like a very fun conversation um lots of good information and um good ideas on how to you know, the detours that happened in your own life that, mm-hmm. that took you to the Philippines that um, got you married. Right. You weren't even <laughs> expecting that to a Filipino. And then now this job that you have yes. um, that you probably didn't see doing. Right. Um, and who and knows what's in the future? That's who knows? That's thing. That's know? the fun part. When you're willing to take a detour, you know, you can get in a rut, but it's also fun to take those risks and yeah and you 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 might not have planned for it but again it's all how you want to approach it and you find yourself you know in these new paths and then you say okay well this 
I didn't see this coming, but let's go with this, you know, <laughs> right. and make the best of that. So right. um, I appreciate you taking the time well, today. And thank you for letting me. It's an honor to be a part of this. I love Yay. what you're doing, and I, I can't wait to listen to more of your podcast as well. <laughs> well, thank you. And um, as I said, if you are interested in um, learning more about um, maybe even the Philippines or the VIP Kid um, mm-hmm. program, if you're interested in maybe doing that as um, a side job or something, Tina is more than willing to um, Um, you know speak with you about that or communicate with you so um reach out to me or reach out to her via her email and we'll get you connected and um thanks for listening everybody and we hope you have a good day keep on traveling and remember don't let the detours sideline you go with the flow and um enjoy the new path all right have a great day Mm -hmm. bye